This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hey and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about something called the trust equation and how that relates to your business. So we know when running small businesses, particularly when you're running a pet business, how important trust is, how important it is that the people who you are reaching out to, the people you're working with, the people you want to buy your product, or you might want to, you might think that your service is going to be helpful for them. It's really important that they trust us, isn't it? So first of all, I'm going to talk about the background to the trust equation. It was developed in the 1990s by a renowned management consultant called David Meister. And it was around, he came up with the term trusted advisor. And it was basically, he created the trust equation, which is a framework for understanding how we build trust in business relationships. Now, I learned about the trust equation because I am in a coaching community. I studied coaching last year. I qualified as an accredited coach and mentor with the ILM. And I learned about the trust equation when I was working with a lady called Claire Bradshaw. I'm in her coaching collective and I thought it's so useful I want to create a podcast about it so I can talk about how it relates to your pet business. So a very brief overview of what the trust equation is. So at the top of the equation we've got credibility, then we have reliability, then we have intimacy. Okay so we've got credibility plus reliability plus intimacy and then we've got a line so a dividing line divided by self-orientation And that can also be seen as self-interest. So basically, we build trust with credibility and reliability and intimacy, but we can undo all of the good work we do with those three things by coming over as being self-interested. Our self-orientation, where we look like we're only out for ourselves. We don't care about our clients, customers or community. So by self-interest, I used an example when I talked about this briefly on a Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. I talked about like, you know, celebrities who come across as either trustworthy or very self-interested. And I use Lorraine Kelly, um, who is a UK TV host, um, as an example of somebody who we see as really trustworthy compared to Piers Morgan, who is a outrageous uh, journalist and TV host as well, who we see as much more um much more self-interested. So that's a really quick overview about what the trust equation is. Now, why is it important for you as a, as a pet business owner? If you're a dog trainer, a cat sitter, you make a pet product, whatever it is that you do in your pet business, trust is so important, isn't it? I know this is this whole concept was coined by a management consultant back in the 90s, but oh my gosh, if there's ever an industry where we need to be trusted, it's when you're working with children or animals. So I'm going to talk about this in this podcast. I'm also going to talk about um, another concept called Google's Zero Moments of Truth and how this fits into the trust equation. I'm going to link to Google's Zero Moments of Truth, which is a study that was carried out in 2011 in the show notes, if you want to read up some more on that. But basically, Google carried out a study and it was looking into, um, you know, when people are ready to make a buying decision from us um, and how long it takes for them to build that trust so they are ready to buy. Now, we know um, people all work differently, don't they? I'm very impulsive. So, for example, I've had a eye um, problem over the last couple of weeks where I've really, really needed to fix it. Um, 
So I did some research about, you know, how to help this eye condition that I had. Um, and straight away, I went and bought some products because I knew that the name on the product was um, trustworthy. It was um, it, it was endorsed by a doctor who I used to work with, actually, when I was a journalist, Dr. Hilary Jones, who's on this morning. So he's re really credible. I also had the products recommended to me by another friend who's had this eye condition, my friend Vicky. So I had that, you know, that word of mouth as well. And the trust that I have with Vicky, I know that they've worked for her. Um, so, you know, I made that buying decision quite quickly, but sometimes it can take a long time to make a buying decision. Um, and that's where Google's Zero Moments of Truth comes in. Um, and it's a study into, you know, how consumers buy and what makes them buy from us. Um, the study found that for somebody to trust you enough to buy from you, um, it can take, they're going to need to, you're going to need to hit three things with them. They are, on average, going to need to have spent, basically spend seven hours with you. They're going to need to hear from you for seven hours. They're going to need to have an average of 11 interactions. And they are going to need to have seen your business in four different locations. So what I'm going to do in this podcast episode is I'm going to work into um, the trust equation, how it works when it comes to the contact that we need to have with people. So we need to build the trust and then we need to build this trust in different places over a set period of time with different interactions. And we're going to explain how those work in this episode. I have fallen down so many rabbit holes when I've been <laughs> researching this episode. I'm surprised I haven't spouted like bunny ears and a tail. But bear with me because I am going to try to make it as simple as possible for you. So let's go into the trust equation, what that is. So I'm going to give you an example, an explanation of each component, credibility, reliability, intimacy and self-orientation. So let's talk about credibility first. Does this person know what they're talking about? So are you demonstrating your expertise, knowledge and competence to establish that you are a credible pet business? So, you know, there's loads of different ways we can show we're credible. Um, you know, we can show credible on our website, we can show credible on social media, we can show up live, we can do this whole credibility thing in all kinds of different ways. The reason why I ended up doing this podcast and doing the live was um it was where um, I was having a conversation with with somebody and they were talking about social media and they were saying, oh, people won't be interested in me sharing this. They'd won an award um, and they were saying, oh, but, you know, people won't be interested in that. And I was thinking, OK, it might. I personally, I think if somebody's won an award and you follow them on social media, you will be interested in hearing about that. But the other thing that an award demonstrates is that you are credible. Um, so if you win an award, it shows that you're a credible and trustworthy pet business. So going back to credibility, you know, all, what this part of the equation is all about is, does the person know what they are talking about? Are they a credible business? So ways that we can go around, go about doing this is where we share our credentials, we share our qualifications, we share our accreditations, we share, um, let's say you make products and you bought a new sewing machine. That Showing that is showing your credibility. We're showing that we invest in our businesses. Maybe that you, you know, you've won an award, um, you're at an event, you're at a prestigious event show, showcasing your products. That is going to show credibility, showing off your credentials. An example of this in practice, and I'll link to an interview I did with Zoe a couple of weeks ago, is Zoe Willingham. So Zoe Willingham is a dog behaviourist. She runs a dog training um, school over in Suffolk, Best Behaviour Dog Training. And she regularly shares the training she's taking part in. So, for example, studying um, studying for a separation anxiety qualification accreditation. She shares her awards. She shares her achievements. She shares people having um, success with her programmes. So that is her sharing her credibility. So we've got her qualifications and credentials credentials and we've also got her results as well. The next part of the equation we've got reliability. So this is all about are you going to deliver on what you promise you're going to do? 
Um, are you, is your product going to work? Is your service going to do what you say it will do? So we want to work with people who are reliable. Now, how often have you bought into something? Maybe you've bought a course or program or coaching or all kinds of different things. And you, you know, you promised all of these amazing things when it was pitched to you in the first place. You promised loads of, you know, loads of support, loads of time with the person, loads of time with the person running the course. And then when you buy, you hand over your money, they vanish into thin air. We want to know, pet parents want to know that you're going to be reliable. And we can look at, we can demonstrate that in different ways. We can demonstrate we're reliable by being consistent um, in how we show up. Um, that might be sending out a weekly newsletter. It might be doing a monthly blog. It might be posting regularly on social media. All of those things show that you're reliable. Um, other ways to show reliability are sharing testimonials, sharing people's great experiences of working with you and demonstrating that reliability. You know, are you dependable? Are you demonstrating that you're dependable? Are you showing up regularly? So an example of reliability is another fabulous client of mine, Sandra Emmons from Happy Pup. Sandra's a dog trainer and puppy trainer over in Pangbourne. Um, and she, um, what happens with her, how she shows her reliability is she does social media, she has a newsletter, she does all of the things that we need to do. She's got a website that explains how she works and how all of her um, services work and packages, that kind of thing. Brilliant. She does all of that stuff. But what she does that shows that she's reliable is as soon as somebody sends an inquiry in, she gets on the phone to them. She rings them up like old school. People absolutely love it because straight away they know they can rely on her. They've gone got in touch with her they might have got in touch with three other dog trainers in the area they've got in touch with her though to say i need some support with xyz and she's straight on the phone talking to them and trying to help them so that's a way to show that you're reliable okay then we've got intimacy so do you have a genuine interest in the people who you're looking to serve um so what we want to do to demonstrate intimacy is you know create those emotional connections and show empathy show that you understand the the animals that you work with show that you understand the struggles that or challenges that they're you know that their human might be having now if you're thinking oh but i sell a product and you know people aren't having real problems real challenges um you know it's a nice fun product your product will be overcoming some kind of challenge and you will have a way that you can build intimacy with your um with your followers with your community with the people who are considering buying from you um like I'm going to share an example with you from a lady who I've worked with for many years called Kim O'Donnell from Leo Charlie and me. She makes uh, bandanas, leads, collars, accessories, lovely um, products, absolutely love them. And she just shares stories to build intimacy. She shares stories about why she started her business. It was to um, make her, her Cocker Spaniel Charlie look pretty because everyone thought she was a boy and really she was a girl. And then people wanted to buy her products um, and her business grew from there. Because um, it all started with Charlie, Charlie had come as a rescue dog from Spaniel Aid, she donates 15% of all of her profits to Spaniel Aid. So Kim regularly talks about Charlie's story to build that intimacy. She regularly talks about the support she's given to Spaniel Aid and what you know people buying her products means for dogs in rescue. So that's a way to build intimacy if you've got a product. If you want to build intimacy and show um, a genuine interest in the people you're trying to serve so another example of a product business will be Sarah Mills from Albie's Boutique. So she makes gorgeous accessories as well, but she makes products for the home. I've just recently bought one of her um, one of her lead stations and um, a raised feeder bowl. 
So with her, she can build intimacy by sharing the stories behind the products. So her raised feeder bowl was created because her cockapoo, Albie, had a reflux problem and he needed to eat from a raised bowl and she created created this lovely bowl to solve a problem for him and then other people asked about it. But Albie's story helps to create that intimacy. When it comes to demonstrating, you know, you understand the needs of um, you, the pet parents who you serve, her other product, one of her other products is a lead station. So again, all she needs to do there is just demonstrate that, you know, your leads are all over the place. You want to have somewhere tidy for them to go, show how it works. Um, and that's demonstra- that's building that intimacy and telling the stories behind your products as well another really excellent example of how to build rapport and create that emotional connection um is with your content and build that intimacy is aileen stevenson sorry aileen i'm always talking about you but i know you won't mind aileen is a brilliant content creator and she creates fantastic um written and um images and video material on social media particularly facebook that really helps people gravitate towards her and helps demonstrate she understands the problems of the the dog owners who she's working with so she tells brilliant stories she's just got a lovely way of writing and she really does create that intimacy not just with dog owners but also with other pet professionals as well so i'm going to link to um, an interview that i did with aileen about creating meaningful content in the show notes i'll also link to an interview with sarah mills as well from melby's boutique and the interview that i did with sandra from um, happy pup and because again they talk about you know what they do to show that they're reliable in sandra's case and what they do to create intimacy with um the people who you know the people who are looking at their products in sarah's case so we'll link to those episodes in the show notes so we've got credibility we've got reliability we've got intimacy that's all the hard work that we're doing to make people think yep this is a person for me or this is a product for me and then we can undo all of this good work by through self-orientation so we've got credibility reliability intimacy divided by self-orientation we don't want to do all of undo all of the bad work so self-orientation is all about folk, you know, not being, not being all about ourselves. We want to be focusing on the needs of the pet and the pet owner rather than our needs, our our business needs, talking about us, bigging ourselves up. Um, so we need to make sure that we're demonstrating that our priorities sit with helping the pet parents, whether you are providing a service or a product. So ensuring that we're not all about us ensuring we're all about the needs of our clients. I've um, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know that I am a coach. I'm working more with helping people build confidence and help help people um, around visibility and getting their pet businesses noticed. A lot of people who are in the visibility coaching space will talk a lot about themselves and what they think and and what they're all about and the lessons they've learned. And that's that's helpful in, in, a, in a sense. But I think that my content needs to be showing that I understand the people I'm trying to serve. So not about me, not about self-interest. Um, and I hope that comes across. So we've talked a little bit, I've shared some examples about how all of these different components are related and how they all work together and how um, they work together in the context of, um, you know, you as a pet business owner. I've given some examples there. I want to share a case study from my own experience as well. So Five, coming up to five years ago, I um, I was working as a journalist. I knew that the industry was changing. I knew that I probably wasn't going to be able to survive as a freelance journalist because the budgets had vanished and it was getting harder and harder to make a living. And I wanted to go and work with small businesses instead. And I had this idea. I'd written my book, Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. I'd started my pet blog, The Poor Post. I'd had pet business owners approach me because they wanted to learn more about getting noticed, standing out. And I knew I needed some help to make that happen. So 
I knew about a lady called Janet Murray. I knew about her work. I'd been on her email list years and years earlier when she first started working online. And to be honest, right, Janet, I know you probably won't be listening, but at first I was like, oh, I don't know about her. And actually, it was a little bit of, she's doing what I really want to do. And actually, what I'm seeing her do is amazing. And I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable about this. So I'm going to I actually unsubscribe from her email list. And I wish I'd stayed on there because I probably would have sorted my life out a little bit earlier. But it was because it kind of hit a bit of a nerve because she was doing the things that I wanted to do. And I was too scared. But anyway, I knew about Janet Murray. I'd heard about her work. And at the time, I wanted to learn about building an online business and working with small businesses, helping them raise their profiles. So as I said, I'd been on her email list. I'd followed her on social media. I'd heard about her through other people. So I definitely heard about her in those four places that we talked about in the beginning. So I'd heard about Janet in four different locations. So when we were talking about the Google study, I said that we need to know about, we need to see people in four different locations, didn't I? Didn't it? Um, I then, oh, I'd had probably 11 interactions with her. So I'd been on her email list. I'd seen her on social media. I'd heard about her through different people. I'd seen her, um, you know, I'd, I'd definitely had 11 interactions with her. But what happened um, was I went on a drive. I was going to, to an award ceremony and I live in Newcastle. The award ceremony was in Portsmouth. So it was a five-hour drive there and a five-hour drive back. And I decided I was going to listen to Janet's podcast. So I spent 10 hours listening to Janet's podcast. And that really, really, really did build up that trust because I was listening along and I was just thinking, yeah, this woman understands me. She is the person to help me. And that helped to build that trust. So this is a really live example of how this works. So we've got the seven, we've got the seven hours, got the 11 interactions, we've got the four locations. Again, you know, you might not have a podcast, you might not have video, you might not be able to give people seven hours of content, but it's just something to think about. Not everybody needs those seven hours. The seven hours works if you are a coach or a trainer, or you've got, if you've, you know, if you're putting out content regularly, if you've got a product business, maybe it, it, maybe you don't need that amount of time. All of these things are averages, but just using this as an example. So with Janet, I knew she was, well, let's go to credibility. I knew she was credible. She'd worked at The Guardian and she was an award-winning journalist. And I knew that she was working with businesses in the same, similar way as I wanted to work with them. And I knew that she had a successful online business. So that's where she was when it comes to credibility. I knew she was reliable. So when it came to reliability, I knew she was putting out a regular podcast. I spent, you know, 10 hours listening to it. She was putting out two podcast episodes a week at the time, helping people when it came to marketing. So I knew she was reliable. I wasn't going to go and, you know, sign up to work there and she'd then just vanish into thin air. I knew she had a online membership as well, where she had regular calls. And in the podcast, she explained how the membership worked and how it you know, there was a weekly call and there was a Facebook group and all these different things. So I knew she was reliable. I knew she wasn't just going to, you know, I wasn't going to sign up. She was going to vanish. Um, and then I had that intimacy. So when I listened to that podcast for 10 hours on that drive, it spoke to me in the problems I was experiencing. I was really scared about the future. I was worried about putting myself out there. I was worried about marketing and the way, you know, how to do it in a way that was right for me. And I was worried about fees falling in journalism and the future of my business in one particular episode. And this made me pull over to the side of the road and send her a message on Twitter. She said, you know, three years ago, I was working in journalism. I worked on a story for three weeks and I got paid £500 for it. That was exactly what was happening from, to me. I was working on stories for a long time for, you know, two, three weeks at a time. And I was being paid, you know, £500 for three weeks worth of work. It's not a lot of money. That was the moment that I thought she 
<laughs> this is a person who I know can help me. So it's about having those things that we can relate to as well. So we have that intimacy, but also the things that people can relate to as well. Aileen in particular is very good at creating this really good relatable content. So intimacy, we've got that relatability in there as well. And then finally on the self-interest. So we, we, you know, we have the credibility, we have the reliability, we have the intimacy at the top of the equation. She was ticking those boxes. Then when it came to the self-interest, she wasn't about her. She was sharing information I found helpful. On this podcast, I was hearing all these expert interviews. I was hearing case studies from people who sounded like me, people who were having ex similar experiences and problems. So I knew she was the person who was going to be right to help me. That trust was, oh, it was just off the scale. So that's an example for me um, when it came to, you know, my own personal development and journey. I'm going to give you an example about how each compo component can be demonstrated when it comes to buying a pet product. So that's like kind of, you know, signing up for a service or training. Um, this is how it could be demonstrated um, in the pet industry when it comes to buying a pet product. So I'm going to use Sarah from Albie's Boutique again. So with Sarah, I'd followed her on social media. I'd heard about her through others. So I had that, you know, I'd experienced her in four different places. So I'd my friend Alison from House of Henry, uh, she was a graphic designer for the pet industry. She talked about this raised bowl feeder, this raised feeder bowl even. And I'd seen like, I'd seen the branding that Alison had worked on for Sarah and I'd seen her on Facebook, um, I'd looked on a website, I'd, you know, I'd heard a lot about her stuff. So, you know, we had that building up. I definitely had had way more than 11 touch points with her when it came to social media, looking at a website, hearing about a few others. Um, and then she joined my Be Bold Bootcamp and she'd already been in my Facebook group, but she came and did a course with me. So I really got to know her then. Um, and that was lovely. So I definitely probably spent the seven hours there as well. I, I did a free challenge that she was part of. Um, and then she came and did a course with me and there would have been at least, I'd say at least six hours on the course where we were on live calls and that kind of thing. And then we ended up doing a podcast as well. So lots of definitely did, did those seven hours of time with Sarah. Hi, Sarah, if you're listening. So Let's go back to the trust equation as well. We've got the Google moments of trust thing. We've got those four touch points. We've got the seven hours. We've got the, um, so we've got the four places. We've got the 11 touch points. We've got the seven hours. Then let's go back to the trust equation. Credibility. I knew she was credible. I'd read her story on her website. I'd looked at her beautiful products. I'd heard about other people rave about them. I'd seen, read the story behind her products as well. So she talks about that on her website. She talks about it on social media. So I knew that she was credible. I knew that she had, um, you know, a background in creating beautiful products. Um, she'd also been a teacher. Her husband, Lenny, um, you know, he's a master craftsman. He makes these beautiful creations. So I knew that um, the business was credible. When it comes to reliability, I'd read her reviews. I'd seen people raving about her products. I'd watched videos of the product being made. I'd seen social media posts of her products and the stories behind them. And, you know, posts of the products in action, beautiful photography. So I knew that people, but I had that reliability because I'd, re you know, seen the reviews and seen people raving about them. Also had Alison telling me about, you know, how much she loved the raised feeder, I think it's called. Anyway, um, then I had the intimacy. So we had the behind the scenes videos, the stories behind the products, Sarah's own personal story, seeing her face on social media, having that connection of seeing somebody's face really builds that intimacy. Seeing her dogs on social media, learning about her two dogs, Albie and Mabel, and the stories behind them, and the stories behind the brand and the raised bowl feeder. And the raised bowl feeder, I hope I've said that right, um, it was created because her dog, Albie, her first dog, had a reflux problem. So it meant that he, if he ate from a raised feeder bowl, um, you know, it wasn't as poorly. So I knew the story behind it. So that was so good when it came to the intimacy. I felt like I really knew her. And she'd done all that. Great with the credibility, reliability, intimacy. 
And she didn't undo it with self-interest. She wasn't all about her. She shared information I found helpful, the stories behind her products and her customers, um, and you know, the origins and all those diff all those lovely things. Um, so I knew I had to buy that raised bowl feeder and I also bought the lead station as well. So that's how it, you know, how all of those components can be demonstrated with um, a real live example from me buying a product. So why is this whole trust thing important for for you as a pet business? So we said it at the beginning, it's really important in building trust when it comes to, you know, your pet owners, you're being trusted with their most precious thing. So, you know, we care so much and we have to trust the people and products that we buy from. Um, and I hope that looking at this whole trust equation will help you look at areas where you can improve trust. So can you work on your credibility? Can you work on demonstrating how reliable you are? Can you work on building that intimacy? And go and read or have a listen to the podcast with these examples that I've shared with you. Um, you know, people who are great at building this credibility, this reliability, intimacy. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about this because the content that you put out there, that helps build that credibility. So, you know, the credibility is built with you know, getting press coverage, your own content marketing, showing up in other places. I'm going to use like Nikki French. Nikki's a dog trainer. Um, I've also got a podcast with her, which I'll link to. Nikki runs Pup Talk. Um, she's written a book called Stop Walking Your Dog. Um, she has an awareness day called Don't Walk Your Dog Day. Uh, she's got a membership for pet parents. She's got a podcast, does loads of different things online. When it comes to credibility for her, she's written a book. Um, so that makes her really credible. Um, she's had loads of press coverage. Again, when people Google her, they read all of this brilliant press coverage that she's had. She's an authority, so she's really credible. Um, so we've got the credibility, and then we've got, you know, the content that you put out online, you know, that you put out yourself. You've got your website, your social media, like, or your podcast in Nikki's case. Nikki's putting out podcasts every two weeks. She's got great content on her website. She's putting out brilliant stuff on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, She's presenting herself in a really, a really great way, and that's helping her build trust. Um, it's helping her stand out in a crowded market, and it's helping people make the decision to choose her as opposed to other people who might run memberships or other people who might write books or other people who might do similar things. So this trust that Nikki's building up is so, so important because it's building that connection, and the content that you put out there helps you to build that credibility, that reliability, and that intimacy with people. So let's talk about, you know, how we apply this to your pet business. We want to just build this trust. We want to build, really think about building that credibility, reliability and intimacy. You know, look at the different components um, and how it fits with your business. I've shared loads of examples with you in this episode. Um, let's go back to those Let's go back to those examples again. We've got Zoe with her credentials, sharing her qualifications, her accreditations, the the CPD that she does. Um, that makes her credible. We've got Sandra with ringing her clients. That makes her reliable. We've got Aileen with her lovely content that builds intimacy. We've got Sarah with her beautiful brand and storytelling, which again, does all of those different things. We've got Nikki, who I shared the example with just previously, we've got the credibility of the book, we've got the reliability of the weekly podcast, sorry, the twice weekly podcast, we've got the intimacy of her Facebook group, we've got her not being self-interested and demonstrating that, demonstrating that she's not all about her, she puts on free challenges, she sends out regular emails, she talks about the dogs that she works with, she's all about the dogs and the owners. So 
I hope that has given you lots of food for thought on building trust in your pet business and why this trust equation is so important for you as a pet business owner. People need to see you a lot. So back in the 1930s, there was a marketing rule of seven, which was created. It was applied actually to how many times people needed to see adverts or hear about a film before they went to see it at the cinema. Now we're in a digital age and there are so many different studies that talk about so many different stats on how many times we need to see or hear from somebody to have that trust to make the decision to buy. So how we bring this all together and how we make it work for your business is to, you know, create a consistent content marketing system um, where you, you know, you build this trust. So you show your credibility, your reliability, you have that intimacy. Um, I have got a Pets Get Visible mini membership where I work with where you can come and work with me on this stuff every month. We have like three calls every month where we can work on your content marketing. We can work on your visibility and we can work on making your pet business stand out, help you get noticed and help you build that trust. This month, as we go into May, when this podcast is going out, on the coaching call that we have, we have two coaching calls a month and we have a forward planning call. The forward planning call helps you plan your content for the month ahead. So you're consistent. Um, and the coaching calls help with, a, you know, a different element of your pet business marketing. Last month, we talked about chat GPT and using AI. And this month, we're going to be talking about creating your consistent content marketing system. So you can have a consistent system where you're showing up regularly so you build this trust and that's what we're going to be doing in Pets Get Visible um, but you know you don't have to be working with me directly you don't have to be in Pets Get Visible there's loads of stuff that you can go away and research and learn and implement in your pet business but if you do want to have some support with that and have some support from somebody who's going to be showing up for you every week or three weeks out of every every month um then my pets get visible is um you know where it is a bit like when i was talking about when working with janet when i looked at her program i could see that i could go and chat to her you know several times a month that's what you get with me um so if you'd like to come and work with me in pets get visible i will put the link to sign up um in the comments uh sorry in the comments in the show notes for this episode um if you're reading um, on my website, you'll see it there in front of you. If you're listening on an app, just swipe up and you'll get all of the links mentioned in this episode. That includes the interviews with um, with Sarah Milnes, with Aileen, with Sandra, with Nikki French, with Zoe. Loads of brilliant um, inspiration there for you. So yeah, final thoughts. How are you going to use the trust equation to improve your business and build lasting relationships with the pet parents who you want to serve? I'd love to know um, your thoughts on this episode. It's a little bit different to what I normally do. I'm going to be making a few changes in the podcast. So it's going to be a little bit more coachy. This episode has, has originated really from a coaching call I had with my own coach. So I hope you found it helpful. Let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you're doing. Let me know what, you know, what thoughts it sparked with you. Come and find me in my free Facebook group. It's the Publicity for Pet Businesses Community. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. It'd be great to have you there. Let's go and carry on the conversation. Let me know how you're building trust in your pet business and yeah, I'll see you next week on the podcast. Can't wait to share next week's podcast with you. It's about imposter syndrome. Now, if I had a pound for every um, person who talked about imposter syndrome, I could probably probably have retired a long, long time ago. But I'm speaking to a wonderful lady called Nicola Kinnard Comedy. Nicola works with people in the equine world and also some doggy businesses as well, um, helping them around all kinds of different things around marketing. But one of her key topics is imposter syndrome so actually we're going to be talking about all different things around imposter syndrome and actually how imposter syndrome can be your friend so 
listen up next week. It's going to be in your um, inbox on Thursday morning. Um, but for now, I hope you have a great rest of the week. I look forward to seeing you next week. Enjoy the long weekend if you're here in the UK celebrating the King's coronation. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Take care and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.